0: MX Network Production.
1: Welcome to the Pulp Hockey Show with Ray Ferraro and Steve Mathis. Support the show by clicking the Amazon banner on PulpHockey.com before shopping. Follow the show on Twitter at Pulp Hockey. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Stitcher or your favorite podcast app.
2: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Pulp Hockey Podcast. We're going to touch on the first round of the NHL playoffs. They are well underway. Thank you for listening. PulpHockey.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, anywhere you get podcasts from. And uh, we're recording this on a Thursday night. It's a little bit late in our week, but, hey, better late than never, right? I'm Steve Mathis, with me on the line, 18-year veteran of the NHL. Now the lead color analyst on TSN, Ray Ferraro. What's up, Ray? How are you? i'm good i'm uh you know thursday night here and so i'm at home
1: in vancouver after doing the kings and uh, golden knight series and got a couple of days at home and um just kind of hanging out with the kids Went to baseball practice soccer practice you know they're, they're going a million miles an hour and then uh, i go to washington tomorrow for game five of washington and columbus
2: yeah let's let's just start on that first of all so tsn season is done of course uh they don't carry the playoffs um, uh, countrywide up there in Canada. So you've had a good relationship with NBC Sports in the past. How does that work? How do you say? I mean, you said on the show, "I want to work Vegas, LA. That'd be awesome for the travel and for the cities." But how does that work? Or do they do they call you and ask you? Do you? I mean, no,
1: no, no. They uh, they check and uh, you know at the start of the year send my schedule in, and if there's any games that don't have conflicts. Um, you know, I might get assigned a couple of those. Um, you know, uh, Brian Boucher and uh, McGuire do, um, you know, do the majority of the NBC games, and they're under contract to them. And anybody else is kind of like a freelancer that goes in and does games. Uh-huh. However, they might schedule them. And so um, then it gets to the playoffs, and since myself and Gord Miller and Chris Cuthbert more finished in Canada, like there's yeah. no more games for us to do, they... You know they know they can plug us into a series, and so Gord's been hopping around this this year. Um, he's been a couple of different series, and Chris and I did the Chris Cuthbert and I did mm-hmm. the um, uh, Vegas LA series. So series is over. We had flights booked uh, to LA for Game Five, or rather to Vegas, to Vegas yep. for Game Five, which we didn't need. And then I flew home the next morning, and. When I got home, uh, I got an email saying um, uh, you're going to do game five in Washington on Saturday.
2: Do you know who so, it's with? Do you know who the. Yeah, I'm, I'm working with Chris again. Oh, okay. So, because so, I, I think it was. Uh... Was it was it Daniels and Micheletti I think or something? No, it was
1: Daniels and Ken Daniels and Darren Pang in tonight's Pan. game. Okay, and they've done they've done a couple of games, and so Chris and I are going to go and pick the series up um, for game five. Oh, that's so fun. it's awesome, and um, so what what ends up happening? Like if you look at my PVR, uh huh, um, you know it's got whatever Cami tapes on it, and you know some kid shows and then. Right it literally has about 50 hockey games on it right now. Yeah. And, uh, and so I just delete them out when I don't need them anymore. But um, so today, last night and today I, uh, you know, I've now watched all four Columbus and Washington games and made my notes and uh, talked to, uh, talked to a couple of people that have been around the series. And Uh so, you know, then watched again tonight and I'm ready, ready to go for my my flight tomorrow. And, we're ready to go three o'clock Eastern on Saturday.
2: Oh, that's uh that's weird how they parachute you guys in and out a little bit, right? Like Gord's Gord's calling different series every night. Yeah. It's yeah, uh, the, yeah. the real challenge, I mean it's fun to do that, Steve. Yep. Like it, it is it's
1: awesome. You go to different series and everything's a little bit different vibe. The challenge of course is to make sure that you're up to date on the nuances of the series. And you know, it's one thing to read the box score and say, Oh yeah, yeah. Joe Smith got two goals yesterday. But you know, if I'm not watching the game tonight, I don't know that um, you know that Ovechkin missed a breakaway or TJ Oshie blocked a shot and he limped off the ice and then had an unbelievable third period. After that, well, if you're not paying attention, you can't mm-hmm. you know you can't keep up on that. Yeah. The challenge is when you're doing what Gord's doing this year is that you're you know you're doing a game on the night of a game that you might be doing next.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So you go home after the game and everybody's you know you. Yeah, take the games, and you rewatch them, and you talk to some people, and um, I, I would say honestly, the easiest part of the job is doing the games.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you guys are pros. You're just you've done it. You know what's going on on the ice, and yeah, it's.
1: it's and, awesome. But then the game, you know, the game is the movie that you talk about. It, it the game tells you what to talk about,
0: mm-hmm. but you have to
1: have all this other prep ready to to go. So you. Yeah so you can background fill whatever's going on.
2: Right. Um, I was in Minneapolis on the weekend for a race, and a snowstorm hit. Nice weather. Oh, it was unbelievable. It was just... God, it looked gross. It was coming... Like in in December, Steve, you go, yeah, yeah, it's winter, but not in April. It it was coming down like almost any Winnipeg snowstorm I grew up in. You know what I mean? I was unbelievable. And uh, so Gord was uh, trying to get there from... I th- Where was he trying to co- was he coming from he was in uh, Tampa I think I think he was and uh he I, I'm waiting on a plane he's tweeting that he's waiting on a plane I'm like I wonder if that's my United plane from Chicago Sure enough it was and then here comes Gord running like he's Ben Johnson in 88 to catch the game I guess he made it with about 40 minutes to spare but uh, 20 minutes 20, 20 minutes oh.
1: and Joel Nicoletti got there uh-huh as they were playing the anthem
2: Oh jeez really huh
1: <laughs> um, So the yeah. – the the crazy part about that is so you know, it gets to a point where there's nothing you can do about it. You just gotta hope that the plane gets there and then once he got there, yeah. You know, it's not like the you know, the each cab is equipped with a four wheel drive machine.
2: <laughs> no. No. You know, so you yeah. get,
1: you kinda gotta get your way there and he made it and yeah. um I was well, uh, I got lucky and off he off
2: go. I was on my fourth flight, like my three other ones cancelled and rerouted and I just wanted to get home. I was supposed to go to LA for game three. And uh
1: well I never um Chris Cuthbert and I did a game in Boston a few years ago and the next night we were at MSG mm-hmm. and flight got canceled. It's snowstorm, flight got canceled, flight got cancelled, flight got canceled. Pretty soon it's like one thirty. <laughs> we're like, These flights aren't getting out, man. Yeah. Like we got a game that day. And so our travel department arranges for an SUV to take four of us and so we jump in the SUV and we go to the game and, um, right when we get towards the city, the driver takes a wrong turn. We end up in New Jersey. jeez! Oh, and as you know, driving around yeah. there, you can't exactly just turn around. No. And, uh, so by the time we got to the rink, it was 10 minutes into the first period. And the game was two nothing.
2: <laughs> oh, they did it from the studio, right? I think you told us that one time. Yeah. yeah. They did it from the studio for the first game, for the first 10 minutes or something. Yeah. Um, Oops. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it was crazy. Um, We'll get to Vegas, L.A. I got a lot of thoughts on that. Um, obviously, uh, very, my wife's very happy, but I'm very sad, Ray. Uh, a couple hours ago, as we taped this, the Leafs went down 3-1. to one. No Patrice Bergeron for the Bruins. They played so well in Game 3. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. I just I haven't seen much of Matt. I know everybody wants to go on about Polak this and, and Freddie Anderson that, but Willie Nylander and Austin Matthews, I got one point in, in – uh, Four games. Not going to do it. Yeah,
1: not, it's not going to be enough. It's, you know, I mean, they can't win with that kind of production from those guys. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought when I watched Babcock's comments today, like, he really knew they they had a great chance tonight with Bergeron, and they let it slip away. Now, I, I will say, like, in game three, while well, they did win, and, you know, they made a big deal, all that Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchand never had any points. Yep. And,
2: they were minus yeah, Pasternak three, had,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah Pasternak had one hundred and fifty three shots though <laughs> like he yeah. hit the goal post, Anderson made that diving save the stick save yeah. you know i mean they, they got you know they just didn't score yeah so it's not and they gave up forty two or forty three shots in the game
2: and so Freddy Freddie wasn't exactly great either I mean again, the stick save the diving stick save made all the yeah, highlights but he was, but...
1: <laughs> but yeah, he, no he burped up too yeah. but in the la- in the third period, i think the- sh- i don't know what the shots were. Yeah. A lot to a little, and you know. So he, you know, it, it was a formula that they had used in the regular season: give up forty shots and score enough to win. Mm-hmm. And and it's just it's. We talked about it, Steve, a lot, and we talk about it on Overdrive in Toronto a lot. It's just not a winning formula to to play that way. They give up too many shots. Their defense isn't quite good enough. Um, they got burned a couple of times tonight, but. You know, there's been very little from Van Riemsdyk and Bozak in this series, mm-hmm. like almost nothing. Um, same thing for Nylander and Marner, and then you take Kadri out of the lineup, and it it almost becomes an impossibility to win. And so now they've got to go into Boston, and maybe Bergeron's ready, mm-hmm. but even if he's not, they're going to have to play, you know, almost perfect um, for them to win.
2: Look, if you had told me as a as a Leaf fan that. They'd be down three to one. I'd be like, okay, Boston was a better team than them. Boston's really good. But I'm very surprised at how uh uncompetitive it's been. Really really has been. I mean tonight well, you know what, tonight though, they the, were good the whole for the first round though, yeah.
1: Steve. The whole first round has been that way. I mean you can yeah. say, yeah, oh, the, yeah, the games have been close. Sure, and, yeah. Yeah, but in a lot of games they haven't been. Like you know, Pittsburgh's just destroyed Philly. Right. So except, for the, except for except for the mean, game
2: the, except for the game Philly destroyed them.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's not a competitive series. Right. Not not at all. The, mm-hmm. You know, you've got two four-game sweeps. Uh, one of the games, San Jose won, what was it, 8-1? Yeah. Um, so you've got two four-game sweeps. You've got a bunch of teams that are up 3-1. It's, um, It's been a mediocre first round of the playoffs. And I don't know if it's because, you know, I, I the standings are close in the regular season because of parity. Because of the way the salary cap combine or condenses the team's ability to compile talent, but it, in the playoffs, it, since the teams are so close, if one team has a bad ten days, mm-hmm. they get blown out of the out of the water. Yeah, and it's over. Thanks for fighting for seven months, <laughs> and you're gone. Yeah, and so you know, I mean, Toronto has not had a good ten days here. You know, oh, they we're not no. very good in games one and two. They were better in games three. I thought tonight in game four, they played, after Placan had scored, they played about 25 minutes of really, really good hockey. Yep, yep. And then Marshand had the chance that he missed on, the spinorama around mm-hmm. Riley, and then they get the 2 on one and he scores. And then, you know, they get a another 2 on one in the third period, and that was it. But I, I don't think Toronto played poorly tonight. Yeah. Not at all.
2: Yeah, well, outside of that stretch, though, I thought, I mean, where was the third period kind of pushback, right? Like... They had their first chance like 10 minutes in, their first kind of scoring chance. I'm like, really? You're you're literally, your series yep. is on the line. Like, I, I expect well, it that, at home. I, okay, but this is yeah. where, Steve, I think expectations
1: outstrip what the reality is. Mm-hmm. Like, all year long, we've talked about their defense. All year. It's not all of a sudden going to get great now. We've talked all year about how. Unbelievable! It's been how quick the turnaround has been with with these young players. Well, they get into here and they're young, mm-hmm. and you panic. You try to do too much. You if you're you know you now you're standing around waiting and hoping instead of making things happen. They've they've looked young in yeah. this for the most part in this series. Now, if people were wondering whether Bozak was going to come back, I think this is. You know, we're seeing a an answer to that. He won't, you know, he's not going to be back. Yeah. Um. You know, Leo Komarov's not been in the lineup, but I I can't imagine he's going to be back. But maybe he'll be back for Game Five. Maybe he will help him. I don't know. Right. But you're starting to see some of the holes that have been been around and been talked about most of the year.
2: Unbelievably dumb play by Kadri. Also, um, three games. It's hurt. It's hurt them. You know, but. Well,
1: when you – okay, but when you look at the Leafs and you look at Boston, did you not think at the start of the year or the start of the series going to be really close?
2: Yeah, for sure. You know,
1: I, I think everybody did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody that has prog- prognosticated this series has been pretty surprised. But, like, Boston's better. They're a better team. They have – you know, their stars are more advanced in their careers – so the chances of them having ups and downs are, you know, are, yeah. are less likely. Um, their, you know, their star is as good a two-way player as there is in the game. Maybe Matthews will be that with more offense yeah. in a year or two. Do they have somebody that is an absolute killer like Marshand? I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, no, um, no, they don't. Oh. The, an- the answer is no, I think.
1: You know, and so, and then do they have a do they have a giraffe that can play half the game? No, they don't. <laughs> I mean, like, how are you gonna? They showed a clip today of Matthews trying to, you know, in his battles with Char. I mean, yeah. he looks like a little kid. Yeah,
2: yeah. They had Van Rien's right, too, was in the front of the net, posted up, and it didn't look like any problem for Char. Any problem for Char to just what you know? I'm just I'm not fighting right now because. It's not a danger zone, but as soon as it comes, I'm just going to push you push you to the side. You know,
1: he's been he's been really <laughs> impressive this year. They they changed his role a bit. They took a few minutes away from him. Uh, they paired him with another young guy in McAvoy, and he's been he's been just uh, had an amazing mm. season.
2: And tonight, Rask played great. Tuka was very really good. He, you know,
1: yeah, he was really good. You're right. Um, in that 25 or 30 minute stretch, mm-hmm. he was outstanding. Yep. And you know, he stopped the breakaway of Marner at one one. You know, if Warner scores. It's a different game, maybe.
2: Oh, yeah, but place would be rocking,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, place would be jumping, and then shortly after, it's two-one, and it's not jumping anymore.
2: <laughs> so, I got to go to Boston tomorrow, Foxborough, for a race on Saturday. I can make Game Five. It'll be tight afterwards, but it's eight o'clock start time, so I'm I got lucky there. Do I go? Do I? Tickets are high. Stop up right now. Do I go? Oh, depends. I
1: mean, I mean, you love going to live events.
2: Yes. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, it, it would be hard to walk away from it. Like, when are you flying home?
2: Uh, Sunday morning.
1: Yeah. yeah. So what are you going to do? Go to a bar and watch it then, right? Otherwise. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I would just go to my hotel room and watch it, right? Yeah. So,
1: the only the only the only, um, the only thing you got to think of is: are you, are you willing to shell out the bills for the tickets? Yeah want to get. St- otherwise, you're going to be watching it anyway.
2: Yeah, no, I don't want to get stabbed if I wear my leaf hat. But other than that, it should be you're all not right.
1: Not going to get stabbed.
2: <laughs> I'm just kidding. But the fine folks in Boston will be great. Um, yeah, they're uh, you know they're they're generally friendly and accepting. <laughs> right, exactly. Seems like it. I saw something on Barstool Sports Instagram. Uh, they were berating a leaf fan. It didn't look very nice. Um, but yeah, so I I I'll probably end up going to game to game five and. Maybe they can pull it off, man. Three to one is, uh, you know, it's been done. It's been done.
1: That's yeah, right. sure. I mean, it, it has been done. The Bruins did it to the Leafs. Yeah, and then they, you know, but it's just so hard because, you know, you can win, you can win Game Five on the road somehow, but then you got to win yeah. Game Seven on the road too. Yep.
2: Yep.
1: Like you got to win. It's different if you got Game Five at home.
2: Yep. But
1: they don't, of course, and. Well, although you could have Game Five at home, like Washington, and maybe that's not a good thing.
2: Right, right. Um, well, let's touch on that before we go to the to the night's one. So every team in the Columbus uh, Washington, they've each won in each other's building. The first three games went to OT. Tonight, no OT needed. Caps win. I I I told you before the series, I thought we'd see Holtby. I didn't know if he'd be put as a starter though. Immediately, as fast as he was. Um, yeah. you know, But hey, they they're in it two two now.
1: Well, and he was really good tonight. Columbus, Columbus looked like the moment was a bit big for them. Um, it's like they were nervous. They, you know, they burned up all their energy. They didn't really have much offensively. Holtby was good, but mm-hmm. they didn't really threaten the whole lot. Um, Washington was really good. They were, they were better tonight than they were in Game Three
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, when they when they got back in the series. Yep. Um, I was, I was really impressed. With them. Um, I saw something after the game. Hope won. This is the first time he's started a game, given up two goals or less, and won since November.
2: <laughs> November. Like, like November. You're like,
1: November? That's like <laughs> 10 years ago, it feels like. like yeah. No wonder he lost the starting job.
2: Yeah, really, right? Jeez. That's crazy. Um, but because uh, Netsoff's had a real good series for
1: Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first game they'd held Panarin without anything, and yeah, he's been great. Like said, Col- yeah, Columbus just looked young and nervous tonight, and um, right, it was three-one till the empty netter went in.
2: Do you? I mean, you think Caps can, are going to win now? Do you think they find find their sea I, legs I maybe a little them,
1: bit? I picked them before the series, and um, I, I, well, I got two out of three at home, and although that hasn't meant anything, mm-hmm. I I do think they're going to win. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the one series that goes seven games.
2: Sure. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm with you on that. Um, the uh, Vegas LA, the one you did. So, LA, they got they finished 14th overall uh, in goals uh, scored this year. They were a much more offensive team than they've been the last few years, and uh, Kopitar was back, and Dustin Brown had a great year, but they scored three goals in four games. <laughs> Yeah, have oh. I, I, to win. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to win. <laughs> yes, I don't know how that's going to happen. Uh, and you did the whole series, and and t- I watched all the games, and it just – Vegas came in waves, it seemed like, waves, waves. I don't remember L.A. ever really hemming them in their own zone and getting like a sh- two shifts of, of pressure. Do you know what I mean? It was just – Right, oh, 100%. Oh. They,
1: um, now, see, here's the thing. Like when you look at your regular season stats – and then you transfer them to the playoffs. You've got to remember, in the regular season, you're playing 30 different teams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you you catch teams on second nights of travel, sure. uh, back-to-back games. You get teams that are tired, um, where you're rested. So there's lots of nights you, you score four or five goals. Well, in the playoffs, you play the same team, obviously, over and over and over. And if they're way faster than you, which Vegas was, yeah. then you got a problem. And that became a real issue for them. They're... Um, the reason they they're not able to hem them in is they just because they can't. Yeah, it's not that they're not working. It's not that they're not uh, um, trying to forecheck. It's Vegas moves the puck too quick for them. They skate too quick for yeah. them. Yeah. and LA's got LA's got to change that roster. They know they do, um, but they gotta they gotta get cracking on it. There's anybody that isn't quick, they they gotta move on from. There's you know they got a couple guys. Carter's got a couple of years left on his contract. To not fast. Pearson's not fast. Kopitar's not a Blazer. No. Nope. So there's four of your six top forwards. Brad Brown, too. Yep, yeah, yeah, like Brown. Like they're not a fast team. So they're going to have to find a way. Yeah, how do you do that, whether though? Whether they make a trade or two, yeah. they've got to get quicker.
2: You, say, you said anybody, they got to get rid of anybody who wasn't quick. I thought you meant Jonathan Quick. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. man, he was good. Wasn't <laughs> he, he was, man. He was really, yeah, you can't pin this on him.
1: That's for sure. Well, and, and so was Marc Andre Fleury. I mean, they. Yep. That's the best I've seen Fleury play. Um, I, I thought he was controlled. He mm-hmm. was outstanding in the series. He made a couple of huge stops in Game Four. One on Kopitar. One on Brown. Browns mm-hmm. with was with about seven or eight seconds left uh, to keep that game one you know one nothing. Uh, I I thought he played just played an amazing series.
2: At the uh, yeah I'm with you. It it was it was really neat to see near the end of the season. Now they split their season series two two. And I think I said this in our show last week. Late in the year, we went to the Kings game, and the Kings shut them down, in the sense of glove wash to the face, uh, pokes after the whistle, uh, slowed them down. You know, I so based on this game I had seen a month ago, I figured it'd be way more competitive, but it just it just I mean, you know, I guess in the end, the Kings didn't get blown out, but in a sense they did, right? Like, did you ever feel like it was? It was going to be in danger here. I, I didn't. <laughs> no, no. I
1: mean, so game one was close, right? One yep. nothing. Brown yep. ended up missing an empty net in the second period. Yep. But it was one nothing. Second game, they don't have Dowdy because he's suspended. That's the one that went to double overtime. But that never felt in danger. No. Even when it was tied, yep. LA had one good chance. It was Kopitar right at the start of the overtime. He missed it, and then after that, I don't know if they had. I don't know if they had one or two more good chances. That was it. Game three, um, you know, they got the three goals in the third period. And LA scored late, but again, it it just never felt like LA was going to break through no. against them.
2: No, not at all. And so
1: that's concerning for LA because, you know, it's not like Vegas all of a sudden next year is going to get really slow. But mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to say, okay, they got to get faster. Well, how do you do that? You can't just go find I- players. And if players are really good, other teams aren't going to help you out and give you their good players.
2: And I don't know who's going so, to take some of those contracts of guys that you may want to you may want to dump. You know? Um,
1: yeah. Well, the the answer is you're not going to. <laughs> yeah, right. So you know, so I now you've got to you've got to start sprinkling some fast guys around them. And if you don't, you're going to be in trouble.
2: Right. Right. Um, well, Rob Blake's got a summer ahead of him to figure it out. Right.
1: Oh yeah, he's got he's got a busy summer ahead of him.
2: Um, and you you've been pl- called a few Vegas games and. They always stunk, and so my wife was very happy that you got to see them in full effect.
1: Yeah, they didn't look anything like the team that I covered in the season. No. They were they were terrific. They were better than I thought they were going to be. I was just I tell people now, you know, when I'm doing my radio hits, that the thing that opened my eyes is they're they're a better checking team than I thought. Mm-hmm. They check with speed, so it never looks really dull. Mm-hmm. But they just smothered LA. There was no chance for them
2: what uh, what did you think of the atmosphere T-Mobile
1: awesome loud fun yeah you know uh, even outside the rink they, you know like it's, it's really cool vibe I thought I thought they did yeah. they've done a terrific job and someone said yeah but is it a hockey town I said well you go a half a mile down the street and Wayne Newton's there and <laughs> so the answer is no it's oh. Wayne Newton or Celine Dion or whatever it is I said but it's Vegas is their show in that corner, like the Golden Knights. They're that show in that little corner. Yeah. And then you go down the street and it's something else.
2: <laughs> it's another show. I was, uh, I was. <clears throat> again, we have half-season tickets. I've been to 25 games this year. The opening, that, that first night, the game one was amazing. I couldn't believe it. It was like, just, it was crazy. It was charged up, man. Those guys were really really going for it, all the fans, you know. Like, I'm like sitting there going, holy smokes. Wow. So, impressive, you know. Um couple things. Tatar sat out for Perron. David Perron came back from injury uh, and uh, Gallant sat Tatar. I was very surprised, man. Um, What's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, he had not played, in my opinion, very well in the first two games. Mm -hmm. And he's not super quick either. So it it seemed like Perron was going to go in for somebody that was more in an offensive role. I mean, they like Ryan Carpenter. He skates well and he checks well and He's yeah. not going to score much, but yeah. he did get nine goals in a half a year when they picked him up on waivers. And Tatar looks like he's struggling to figure out what the heck the system is. Yeah. Like, you know, how he plays most effectively. That's what it looked like to me.
2: Yeah, I think he only scored so, two goals since he got there, since he got the Vegas. Uh, four. He got four, oh, four. in 20 okay. games.
1: Yeah, so. Um, but I just, you know, I
2: wasn't altogether surprised, Steve. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really was because he had been in, you know, kind of in a – in a prominent role, kind of since they got him, you know, and I, yeah, think yeah. He, I didn't think he'd be the guy to come out, but it's playoff time, right? You got to do that. So, and Carpenter, you, I don't know much about Carpenter. Carpenter was good. I, he was good. He's been good. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, all right, Anaheim Ducks, uh, another sweep. Uh, Ducks came on late in the year, surpassed them in the points, had home ice advantage, and again, though, just uh, see you later, Anaheim, and that's another team, Ray, that. Probably got to start looking around on what they got to do to their core and what they have to change, uh, and San Jose was really good.
1: Yeah, they've they've got problems in Anaheim for just for everything that we talked about with L.A., but, mm-hmm. you know, they've got three or four years left on the contracts of uh, of Getzlaff and Perry, and I got, I think, six left with Kessler. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, that's astounding. Like, how are you going to, um, you know, how is Kessler going to be able to to hold his game for six more years. The guy has just been ravaged by injury and had he's had significant surgeries and they looked slow against yep. San Jose. Yep.
2: Martin, Martin Jones was good. John John Gibson not so much. He was okay, I guess, but uh But you know, but I mean yeah. they look you know what game four they played really well. Yeah. They they did a good job in game four. Um
1: but it's just not enough. Like they're yeah. they're not quick enough. They you know they I think they've got a bunch of players they've drafted that are um, that are bigger and stronger, but they don't—they're not translatable into today's game.
2: Yeah. Um, so, quick preview. We're going to do a preview of the second round, but uh, San Jose and, and Knights. Off the top of your head, quick preview. What do you think? What are you looking at? I think San Jose is going to win.
1: Um, I. It's fast. Um, I think it's going to be really entertaining. I just, I don't know why. Uh, maybe because I still can't quite believe Vegas is this good, <laughs> even though I just, yeah. you know, you know, it's like there's no real logic to it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, they really are still an expansion <laughs> team, aren't they? I don't know, yeah. but I'm, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take San Jose in that uh, series.
2: All right, fair enough. Uh, Winnipeg Jets up three-one on Wild. I think they'll close it out tomorrow. Don't you think yeah. I mean I mean the wild are uh, now they're out Parisi, they started without suitor. Props to them for hanging in there. But uh yeah, Jets are deep, they're fast. Man, they can roll the four lines. It's just yeah. Yeah, they've got
1: now they're they're banged up on defense. They don't have Tyler Myers now is Josh Morrissey suspended. Yep. Um you know, maybe Minnesota can squeak another one in and if they do, can they get back and win in game six? I I've been impressed with Minnesota actually. They've they've not made it easy mm-hmm. for Winnipeg, but I'm you know, we've talked enough about Winnipeg. We're, they're good. Yeah. They're just, a, yeah. You know, they're one of the best teams in the league.
2: Um, I feel like we're getting. I feel like the hint is that Tyler Myers isn't going to be out for long. But it's playoffs, so we don't know. Do you have any inside information I don't, on that? I don't okay. know
1: anything. Yeah. I haven't talked to anybody. It doesn't seem like it's a real long deal. But, but again, I mean, you know, they could have cut his toes off, and we would never <laughs> yeah. find out.
2: Upper body, lower body. Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, I, I love I love when they say it's an upper body, and then you find out after the season the guy had ankle surgery.
2: Right, right, exactly. Right. Um, uh, were you okay with the Morrissey suspension? Did you think game is good?
1: Uh, I did think it yeah. it. yeah. First of all, I thought it was a suspension. Yes. Uh, there was a lot made that if they had called a penalty on the ice, that maybe they wouldn't
2: I, have I, suspended him. And I'm like, I read I cross-checked him in the head. I, yeah. Why is? Wh- how would that make a difference? I, I read the same stuff. I'm like, what? Huh? So. Yeah, no, I,
1: I'm not on board with that. That was a suspendable play,
2: right? Uh, Nashville up three to one on Colorado. Uh, Andrew Hammond in the net for the Avalanche. It's uh, yeah, that
1: that seems a little uh, like a little dicey. But my goodness, they've been good. Yeah, yeah. they have. Uh, uh, Columbus. They have. Or Predators. Nashville. Yeah. No, no, or uh, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Colorado. They've been. Yeah. They, Colorado's been really good in that series. They've yeah. not made it easy at all. Um, I, I think uh, I think that's been as surprising as anything that I've seen is that Nashville's been really uncomfortable in that series.
2: Yeah, the only game I really I watched I flipped flipped and flip of course back and forth and watch a little bit, but I, the most of the game I watched was the Avalanche win the one win they had they looked fantastic. You know,
1: they chase Nate McKinnon. Does Nate McKinnon not look like he's shot out of a car? Yeah, like oh my god, he's just yeah. flies.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they they've hung in there, man, for sure. You know, as far as uh, giving them some trouble, but I, I I mean, Bernier wasn't great, but Andrew Hammond, yeah, yeah, I, I, you uh, know, like uh,
1: uh, okay, you know the, the the whole series is you know is a mismatch, you would think, and then mm. you know without long off then they're in the Bernier, and now you know that made it even more of a long shot. Now it's. You know, I don't know how they're going to be able to push it back for Game Six. I just, yeah. I just don't see it. And uh, uh, here's yeah. another thing, Steve. Sorry. Yep. Yep. If teams can knock their opponents out quick here, it just saves wear and tear down the line. Like these are yeah. important games, even though yes, they're going to win, or we think they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Put it away early, get your guys rested, and so they don't get more banged up at all.
2: Right. Well, my wife was asking me about that. She said, "Well, wouldn't you rather keep playing? So, because you're, you're playing so well, if you're the Vegas Knights, because everything with her comes back to the Vegas Knights." And I said, "No, I said most people, like Ray and guys who play the game, say rest is important this time of year. Now, of course, San Jose's got the same amount of rest, but uh, but you'd rather have the rest than than you know keep playing type deal."
1: Yeah, or you want you want to you want to bank as much as you can. Yeah, because you're going to be. Um, you're going to be worked over if you go on a long run somewhere, and you're going to want the
2: rest. Yep. But uh, that's why she was cheering for the Ducks, to keep keep going. So, um, All right. Uh, Tampa Bay, 3-1, up on Jersey. in a closer series also, kind of like the Predators Colorado. Closer than you think. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Jersey's playing pretty well. Yeah. I, Jersey had a terrific year. They're really a team that's
1: been rebuilt and done and they've done a good job Ray Shero and his assistant is tom fitzgerald they came from pittsburgh they had a pittsburgh thought and vision and they became instead of that old and slow and clunky team they got fast and they got offensive in a hurry and um you know they've they've given tampa who is a better deeper team they've given tampa all they can handle here. Mm-hmm been a really impressive series from from my standpoint for Jersey.
2: Yeah, yeah, I uh whenever I've tuned in it, it seemed that way. And uh, Schneider got the got the start last game. It's funny. A lot of goal switching, a lot of goalie switching, man. Yeah, like how would Corey Schneider not having a win since December 27th. I, I like, don't yeah. That's his. I don't get it. Like did he lose his equipment? <laughs> that's as mind-blowing as that Holtby stat to me. You're just like, "What?" Like, like <laughs> I remember when I first saw that and I'm like, Okay, I'm not. I
1: sometimes you read something, yeah, and you read it quick, and then you you know you're down the page, and then you're like, <laughs> I read that wrong, and then I go back, and I I had to do it a couple times, and I'm like, that is just
0: yeah. crazy,
2: yeah, um, absolutely. Anything we missed with the first round of playoffs? Anything else that you want to touch on? No, just Talk about, like I said, I've been yeah. I've been disappointed with the lack of drama. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I didn't really think about it till you said it right here on this podcast. I've said it. I said it last week. The first round of the playoffs to me is perhaps there's nothing else equal in sport. To me, I'm that excited for the first round of the playoffs. Uh, and you're right. It hasn't been that great.
1: It's you know. I mean, maybe it'll get great. What makes it great? Game 7 Yep. Maybe we'll get to a couple, but it sure doesn't look like it right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. True that. Uh, off uh, off ice news. We'll get to some Twitter questions from you people too. We got a couple weeks of of Twitter questions. We'll get to. So Ray will uh, help you out with your answers. Um, Glenn Gulletson, let go by the Calgary Flames. Uh, probably not that surprising, Ray. But uh, some people were saying that you know he was going to come back for the final year of his deal.
1: Yeah, I, it seemed to me like you know something was going to happen. You know whether it was going to be a significant player moves or the coaching staff and. Um, and then you look at the players, like who are they going to move? You know, they're not going to trade Monahan, they're not going to trade Goodrow, they're not going to, um, mm-hmm. they're not going to get into Kachuk, or they just signed Backlund. It's not going to be Jordano, and you're like, well, everything else doesn't rattle the cage, so it's got to be the coach. Mm-hmm. And um, so now we'll we'll see. I mean, there are rumors, that, you know, that upper management is looking at. You know, and trying to get to Daryl Sutter again. Like I they, saw that. they think that's a good idea. And yeah. I, I just I don't know. I I'm not a fan of revisiting somebody that's already been there.
2: Right, right. Well, they remember they had um Bob Hartley and he was too hard. He was too much of a of a disciplinary guy. And so they got a player's coach in Gulletson. So now if you go by general manager thinking a lot of the time, they're now gonna hire a hard ass, right?
1: Well, yeah, except it, th- that makes no sense. Yeah, no, that's... Because uh, the guy, <laughs> if you go back and, you know, you had a hard-ass, now you want a good guy. You had a good guy, now you want a hard-ass. What if the hard-ass you had was just a crappy coach?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I know. And maybe you
1: need another hard-ass, you just need one that's a good coach.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, like, they, they
1: could have gone from, you know, Bob Hartley has a track record of losing his teams.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Like, they're... I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it has it,
2: happened everywhere he's been. By the end, so nobody. Yeah, by the end, nobody likes him, right? And so, why right. would it be any different? Yeah. Well, they went ahead and hired
1: him, and that's what you get.
2: I will say, I did not like the Jets getting Paul Maurice. I'm just like, look, he had 20 years in Carolina, and we saw him with the Leafs, and I'm like, you know, he's he's not a winning coach. He's not, you know, blah blah blah. I didn't like it, and I I was proven wrong. So, you know, I just was like, uh, another you kind of guy that with a third shot, I'm like, oh boy, you know. But, yeah, it's worked. So what do I know?
1: Well, sometimes it does work and you still don't get it, but mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. Um, but I don't I, – I think you interview your coaches if you're the manager, and you, you should keep as open mind as possible. If you go in and you're looking for a certain kind of coach, you've already decided what road you're walking on. I don't think you can do that.
2: Right. Uh, all right. Uh, let's take some Twitter questions. But before that – With such a limited time to enjoy your watercraft, don't waste any of it worrying about how to protect your property in the event of an accident or a theft. Let Wyatt Dowling ensure you are properly covered. Leave your worries at the door. Uh, You go to allpointsinsurance.ca. Complete protection uh, on your watercraft, including theft and and vermin coverage and water ski, wakeboard liability, three-year new model replacement, all of that. Allpointsinsurance.ca. Thanks to those guys for going that. So if you're bringing the boat out soon, which is usually May long weekend, I think, in Canada. Check these guys out. Well, it is unless it snows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, All right, let's get to some Twitter questions here. we got a ton of them. This is from Scott. Uh, Who is the next coach of the Ducks, and what can be done to fix the roster? We we touched on the roster, so maybe do you think, Carlisle, is this the end of Randy? Well,
1: I think the bigger question is, is it the end of Bob Murray as well? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, Bob is – you know, has proven to be very loyal to Randy Carlisle, Maybe, you know, I don't know that there would be a coaching change. Um, but if it's Bob, if Bob Murray gets fired, mm-hmm. then you know, there's going to be a new coach too. Yep. So I, I don't, I don't know, um, I don't know necessarily that that Carlyle's fired for sure. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, there's no indication that that's the case. Right.
2: Uh, from Todd Holman, uh, do NHL teams baby the goalie prospects? It seems like other players at other positions move up fast, but since Flurry and Mason, there's been a few 22-year-old goalies without a ex- uh, without a ton of AHL time. Uh, M- Murray, the exception. Example: Should the Flyers give Carter Hart a shot next year? Y- he's right about this. The goalies, yeah, a lot of teams like to, you know, have their goalies in the minors for a while. Uh, they do, and
1: uh, one of the reasons is it's, uh, it's an incredibly big step for a goalie to go from junior to to an NHL. Um, one of the reasons being that the shooters are so much better, they don't miss. And so once they don't miss and they light you up a little bit, then they start to lose their confidence. And once they lose their confidence, the guys can't stop anything. So they'd prefer them to get some American League games to start climbing the ladder a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, not to say... Or oh, you've got to prove it, but to make them more acclimatized to the pro game. As for Carter Hart, I think he's a really good prospect, but my answer would be no. I don't think. Right. I don't. I, I don't think he's ready to play.
2: All right. From uh, Jeff said, of all the teams behind currently behind in their series, which would each of you pick to come back? I don't like any of them myself, but if I have to go, I'll go Leafs, um, Colorado, Jersey. Flyers, you know, not, no. <laughs> uh, no, I,
1: I would say Leafs are the best chance, and I don't like their chances
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, Clark McPherson said, uh, Ray, who are some of the guys you played with or against or have broadcasted that would leave you wanting more in the regular season but would always produce in the playoffs? Alex Kovalev pops in my head, big fan of the show. Uh, who are some yeah. of the guys that, you know, stepped up in playoffs. Well, always high always high skill guys. I mean, Kobe would be one. I mean,
1: he was uh without a doubt the most talented player I ever played with. And he's a brilliant guy. And sometimes I think he would see the game as a little absurd and he would become detached from it. Um and by doing that, he wasn't as as good as he should be. I mean, that that guy was a an amazing player. Like just yeah. um uh, Yeah. Just a uh, uh, just, an, just an amazing player. There wasn't anything Al couldn't do. Now, um, when I was back in Hartford, we had a defenseman that people won't remember. His name was Risto Silton, and he was so good. Mm-hmm. He, he just just not, was not interested <laughs> in the full meal deal. Right, like right. he was. It just it just wasn't it wasn't coming. Yeah, for him, you know, like that. That just <laughs> that didn't happen
2: yeah he was not gonna really like yeah things got rough he was not pushing through type deal yeah
1: uh you know i mean i'm not when i and it's funny the guys that i mentioned they're all really good players mm-hmm. but they and like you're never really disappointed with somebody that doesn't have a lot of skill and they give you everything they got because yeah. that's all they got yep it's always guys that you think could have been better. Like I think Jeff Norton, who's a defenseman in New York, yep. with us with the Islanders, I think he should have been a fifty-point guy all the time. Mm-hmm. He was that good, and it just it just never, yeah, it never happened. You know, like it just not not to the extent that it should have.
2: Or um, or, or you look at a guy like uh, I remember watching some IHL highlights of Sergei Samsonov. And He was a good player. Oh. But you were like, yeah. you were jaw-dropped at his shot and stick-handling skills and skating. And you, yeah, he you
1: know. had maybe one or two good, good years in yeah. the NHL, but yeah. I think he went eighth overall to Boston. Yeah, something like that. And, and um, yeah, it just never never came.
2: Um, but in practice, you're probably every day, you're like, look at this guy, look at this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you the guys that pissed me off the most were big guys, yeah. strong guys who had no commitment. And I'd always look at them and go, "Man, I would love to be that big." What a waste! <laughs> right? That used to piss me off.
2: Uh, still does. Still does. <laughs> still does. Uh, Jeff also said, "You know, you know that Strava app, Ray? Do you know that that Strava?" No. Well, you get it's an app on your phone. You can bicycle or run, and it shows you your GPS. Oh, okay. And, and so Jeff, uh, him and his buddy went bicycling, and they did Strava a loop of Strava that made it spell out "Buds" all day in the streets of Ontario somewhere. I assume. And he wants to know if you think him and his buddy Al are idiots, they're wasting their time and should get back to work, or they're indicative of all the moronic devotion that all Leaf fans embody. So what were they doing on the ride here? Explain this. Yeah, so they have a Strava app on their bicycle. Yeah, yeah. They go up and down streets so that they spell, because you see an overhead, right, when you're done? You see your route that you took. So their route, they spelled buds all day in red, you know, because that's the... the, the street the 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 route they took. They could spell the words because you can see it from above on your on your app after you're done. Speaking. Okay, okay. He, so he attached a photo of it and it says buds yeah. all day and he wants to know what you think of this that they did. And what were my choices? Uh idiots indicative of moronic uh leaves fans uh devotion or they're wasting their time and they should get back to work
1: uh A and C it's a tie. <laughs> okay,
2: alright but if they're having fun, good for them. Right, right. next You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, yeah, right. Um, Gordon Gray says, Ray, why do the rules in the playoffs change so much from the regular season? You were talking uh, about this tonight on t- Twitter. Yep.
1: Yeah, you know, how, you know how I was just talking about big guys that piss me off? Yeah. Like, this bugs me. Like, seriously. Like, so, especially now, when games are, um, you know, the league is officiated a certain way. So teams start building themselves a certain way, and then you get to the playoffs, and the games are a different way. Like it makes no sense. Like it makes no sense. I, I hate it. I don't like it. So the answer is I don't know, but I think it's I think it's an embarrassment to the league. And this this garbage, for years, has been talked about. Oh, you know, the the officials don't want to, um, you know, they don't want to. Uh, Determine the game. Yeah, they, they don't,
2: don't want yeah, yeah. to affect it or um, whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, by not calling the penalties, they are.
2: Yeah. Although, right? so, yeah. I mean, although it, what? Although it's better now than it was in like the eighties and nineties, uh, where it seemed like, I mean, you could almost murder a dude. I feel like it's better. Right. You know. It, yeah. It is. It is better. <laughs> but, but yeah. But it's not like if in the regular season,
1: like it, if if you're standing there and. You've got the puck and you're going up the ice, and somebody gives you a whack on the hands and they call it in the regular season that you don't now. Then why why do you have the rules? Yeah, yeah, no. I or you're in front of the net and there's a scrum, and in the regular season, if you punch somebody in the face, <laughs> um, you get a penalty. But now they tell you to stop it. Well, why would you stop it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Marchand did it tonight.
1: But yeah, but so what? Yep. Like of course, keep doing it. Of course, he's going to do it.
2: Yeah. Yep. No, I'm with you. It's frustrating. Um, I mean, good God, you could, you you could kill a guy in overtime years ago, and nothing would happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you
2: could you could practically maim a man, and uh, like, n- nothing would happen. If somebody got a power play
1: in overtime, it was outrageous.
2: <laughs> it really was. Uh, um, all right, Mitchell H said, uh, "Ray, is there a team in the NHL at any time in history you wish you could have been a part of?" Any team? Yeah, any team in NHL that you could you have been on? Uh
1: somebody that won.
2: <laughs>
1: that would've been nice. Um man. I would say the seventy one, seventy two Bruins. <laughs> you know, or and Esposito and yeah, Johnny Busick, like those guys were my heroes. Yeah. So I would have liked to have parachuted in there. Um more recently I think I would have loved to have been on one of those Islander teams. that was awesome. Yeah. You know, the Stanley Cup winners. That would have been that would have been really cool, and then um, I think I would have liked to have played on the Chicago Stanley Cup teams.
2: Okay, because that team
1: they looked like they had fun. Yeah, like that that was a fun style to play, and they looked like they had fun.
2: I really enjoyed Daryl Ray. I don't know, a couple months back on our show, talking about playing for the Oilers back then. You know, I really enjoyed him talking about the practices and how the guys were driven, and you know, um, yeah, it seemed really and how much and then they had so much fun. Yeah. right
1: and they're like those were those were good days because here's the other thing now these guys can't go anywhere without somebody knowing where they are and what they're doing back in the day you could do anything nobody knew where you were yeah you could have fun if you wanted to go to the corner pub and have five beers you could go have five beers now it's on twitter and three people have taken their pictures and written about you and
0: exactly
1: you know not that that's what Oh, The only part of having fun is, but I, I think the guys back in the day got to be more normal guys than, than they do today.
2: I'm surprised you didn't see those early 90s Leaf teams with Dougie, Wendell.
1: Yeah, no, not, not interested. The Cats. That wouldn't have been it. No, it would have been the Bruins first, for um,
2: sure. Dale Hunter's Helmet says, uh, The younger Leaf players were stunned initially by Patrick Marleau's between-periods ice baths routine. What's the strangest player between period ritual, ritual Ray witnessed in, during his career? Um, well, it's not so much strange, but
1: Joel Quinville used to take his skates off between periods, right? Yep. And, and I think he changed his socks underneath. Like, we didn't have the wicking material of today. Like, yeah. your cotton socks got wet and heavy, and they were gross. Yeah. So, but he would take his skates off, but he would use a roll of tape around his ankles.
0: <laughs> so,
1: of course, if you put a roll of tape on, you got to take it off. Yeah. And then both feet. And so, like, wherever you were in the room, you could hear the tape. It's <laughs> it
0: it right, makes right, a that right, noise.
2: right? right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then it would be coming off the next period. <laughs>
0: and, and, like,
1: yeah. that seems like so much work. Right. What are you doing? Uh, I, maybe... I, I used to <laughs> – I, I, I had a little scalpel. And I'd cut the tape, I'd put the scalpel along the back of the blade so you'd cut a straight line through the tape, and then you just peel it off. comes off in about five seconds.
2: Yeah. And then
1: I'd tape my stick up. That was all I did, and have some water or juice or Gatorade or whatever we were having.
2: Oh, tape, you stick tape. You do scalpel and stick tape. Got it. I thought you were talking about you would also take your sock tape off. No, I didn't. Right, right.
1: No, I I didn't. To be honest, I, I couldn't be bothered. It was like I'd retighten my skates maybe, but yeah, no way I was taking them off to put them back
2: on. Right. Um, what about and <laughs> stripping down and jumping in the ice bath, huh? That's pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah. that
1: that seems like a lot of work.
2: <laughs> uh, Christina really Yeah, yeah. Christina says uh, after the playoffs and the world championships, where are you going on your golf trip this year? I'm actually not this year. I'm
1: going to bail on golf, which is Incredibly depressing. I, 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 I mean, that still doesn't mean I, I won't play 35 times around Vancouver um, as soon as I get back. But um, my son, uh, Riley, has made, uh, made the soccer team, and um, he's a pretty good little player. And uh, they're going to the, the tournament in Gothenburg, Sweden, and it's, uh, it's called uh, the Gothia Cup. Okay. And so they have all kinds of age groups. I want to say this year there's 1,700 teams. Jeez. And so it's a, an amazing tournament. It has been on for 25 years. And so, you know, our whole family is going to go over there. And I just thought, you know what, I'd travel enough. And as much as I hate that I'm not going to in Dunes this year, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to stick around home.
2: Wow. Father of the year. Quite a, uh, I, I view it as quite a sacrifice. <laughs> this, this is huge. This should be breaking news on TSN's By website. the way,
1: <laughs> last year we went camping, uh-huh. and we're going to go again. And so I'm a little shaky. We go with this other couple that thankfully helps us get the tent up or anything. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Cammy figures it out. Me, I'm an idiot. I just carry things around. and <laughs> They tell me where to put the heavy stuff down. That's not right. kind of all I can do. <laughs>
2: I've never camped in my life. I've never camped in my life.
1: Okay, so, Steve, yeah. so neither did I. So, right. you got to picture this. So, first day, we got the tent set up and mm-hmm. we have a good dinner, and then it's like, it's going to rain. We can see, we're like, oh man, it sucks. It's yeah. been sunny for three weeks. It's going to rain. So, I don't know why, but Cammie and I thought it was a good idea that we didn't wear our shoes in the tent because you get all kinds of dirt in and all that stuff. So we just left them outside the tent, which was a hell of an idea because it rained. (laughs) And we weren't smart enough to have a little Tupperware thing that our shoes could go in. Mm -hmm. Our shoes were wet for the rest of the weekend. What a couple of rookies.
2: Yeah, really, right? Um, Well, how are we going to do the podcast if you're in Sweden and camping?
1: I mean, you got it right. You got it right.
2: <laughs> uh, Andrew Thrasher, does that does that Thrasher yeah. does that bring back memories? Oh uh, yeah, Good uh, stuff. Which direction should the stars go with the coaching vacancy? And do you agree that Jim Nill should be on the hot seat? Yeah, well, I guess I don't think we touched on Hitch retiring, but yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, no. I um, what direction? Um, <clears throat> I don't. I don't know, just again, I I don't know that there's a particular direction other than. You look for the best coach that's possible. Like, could it be a guy like Bill Peters? Sure. Could it be a guy um, who, by the way, has until tomorrow, Friday, to either opt out of his contract or go back to Carolina? Um, uh, Bob McKenzie had some great information today that it looks like the owner doesn't want him to coach and hopes that he's going to leave cuz then he doesn't have to pay him.
2: I, I, I and, saw that, yeah.
1: But he's not going to fire him, he's going to reassign him and make him do something else cuz he's not going to give him the money for free. And so Peters isn't going to walk away unless he's got a job certain. Yeah. And so it's kind of an odd bit of timing that's that's, you know, they're kind of playing cat and mouse a little bit. Um, but could it be a college coach like Jim Montgomery? who uh, is at the University of Denver, highly, regard, highly regarded. Uh, David Quinn's from uh, Boston University. These guys are, are NHL coaches. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of if it's this year or next year or the year after. Um, so I, but I don't think, just a guess here, I don't think Jim Mill will hire an inexperienced coach, a guy that hasn't been in the NHL before.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and should he be on the hot seat? Yeah, this is this is his last coach. Yeah, like he's got to yeah. get this one
2: right. I think you're right. Uh, Logan V says, uh, "Ray, do you just go with the colander special, or do you stick to pasta and meatballs?" Oh, I don't even know what else is on the menu other than the special. The special. You've said this many times. I've been, oh, yeah. I've been going. I've been going to the
1: colander. First time I remember going would be would have been ten, so that would have been 1974, and I don't remember ever ordering anything else. I don't even know what they have other than you just sit down and they come around little. It used to be this little old Italian lady yep. and there'd be like six of us and she'd go special, special,
2: special, special. And she'd say it six times (laughs) and we'd be like, yep, that's it. And then off we go. Oh, there we go. Uh, From uh, C. I often hear O-Dog talk about the alumni box at Maple Leaf games. I want to know if any of the teams Ray played for have similar perks or have something along the lines of that. Uh, we've touched on this a few times, Ray. Uh, your old teams, two of them don't exist anymore. Um, it's, yeah. it's a tough life for you as being alumni. Yeah, I know the
1: Islanders have an alumni box. Um, the Rangers do, for sure. St. Louis has a great uh, yeah. alumni. Yep. Um, I never get into any of them because... Um, You're busy. If I'm in that city, I'm yep. working. Yep. And I'm standing between the benches. So, um yeah, the the guys go up there. They can hang out. There's usually a couple of guys you played with. You can visit, catch up, and um, it's a great idea. It's really nice of the teams to do it, but I never get to. Uh, I never get to do it. Did you hear
2: that Odaw got a jacket?
1: Yeah, it fits him like a banana peel over the watermelon.
2: <laughs> now, is there a limit? Because I I always see like, for the Maple Leafs alumni, like Peter Ng is very involved in this. And I don't, Someone should check Peter Ng's career games play with the Leafs. They're not exactly way up there. And you played sixty some with the Rangers, and that was it before they shipped you mm-hmm. off. Uh, can you go in there with sixty games played? Like, what's the what's the alumni one. limit on stuff? One. You're. That's it. You Play one. Okay. you're in The alumni. Right? All right. You're,
1: I didn't know. I was just once. Once you're in, you're in. You okay. know you. Yeah. yeah. You 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 play one game as you know, that means you're a member of the NHLPA. You put, you know, like...
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I always wonder about that. I don't know. I wonder how that works. Uh, This is a great question from Dan Conop. Ray, what is actually said during the handshake at the end of a series? I mean, is there anything going on outside of good game and whatever? No.
1: No, good game, good luck, hell of a series.
2: Ah, damn it. You really ruined that for me.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, nobody's telling anybody to screw off or anything. Yeah.
2: Well, we had Lucic... Right? Did he not Montreal series?
1: Yeah, he, uh, I forget what something. that was. I, f- I right. forget it was, but yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what the circumstance was, but yep. it's. Um,
2: but that's it. Yeah, nothing.
1: I th- yeah, I don't No, I've never heard anything other than that.
2: Uh, do guys dip out of that ever? Like, are people piss where they just no? Don't, no, you do it right. No, I, it? I don't. I don't recall anybody. Um, if you do, you're you suck. Someone I mean, did it. You know, he, Someone did it a few years ago. I forget who it was.
1: Well, I don't know. Whoever did, he sucked. <laughs> like,
2: have some class. If, if you lose, yeah. you shake hands. And yeah. if you win, you shake hands. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, part of just the way it is. It's a real cool NHL tradition. It doesn't happen in any other sport. It's pretty pretty. New. Yeah,
1: but, but grow up. Right, right. You know, like it's to anybody that that skips.
2: Right, right, right. Uh, same question from another question from C. I like this one too. As a huge fan of the show, he wants Ray to tell us his thoughts on what arena provides the best media dinners of all time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, um,
1: it is a really good First one. of all, most media dinners, no matter how good they are, you eat them with plastic forks and knives. <laughs> so yeah. I'm a fan of anyone that has real utensils. So, like, you'll go to some place and they have this thing, like some arenas, and they have this sort of meat steak looking thing. Uh huh. And we call it "it's bring your own cutlery night." Uh, night, because if you bring a plastic fork and knife there, you're you're going down.
2: You're done. Yeah,
1: you don't have a chance. Madison Square Garden, one of the worst. Oh really? James Dolan. I'm very surprised. Yeah, very surprised. Um, Pittsburgh, very good. Mm hmm. Like like Pittsburgh usually uh la very good they've also got an ice cream bar at the uh oh. for dessert like you can go and make your own ice cream that's always real popular yeah um, we
2: uh we pulled you away from that when we were presenting you with the silver stick you were that's right i was i
1: was busy eating <laughs> you were
2: loving I, the ice cream bar
1: i had to get over it. i don't eat much ice cream but when it's that available you've right. you know you, you got to get on it yeah. you know, there's just certain things uh you got to get to. Um, let's see.
2: Vancouver's got an excellent one. Okay, yeah. and they and they use real cutlery. Nice, nice. Um, now you pay for these, right? People need to be clear. Yeah, like, yeah, usually, usually you
1: should... I would say between
2: eight and fifteen bucks. Yep, yep. And uh, I
1: know I don't know what all the teams do with it, but I know the Kings. Um, uh, they donate the money to their Kings Foundation. Oh, cool. So it goes to charity. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, no, that's kind of a pretty cool thing,
2: right? Um. Overdrive fan wants to know do you think Odog would be good at stand up comedy?
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, but but because he's just even when he doesn't try to be funny, he's funny. Yeah. Like he's just always got a got like he likes to play the fool if you will or play make himself the butt end of the jokes, mm-hmm. but he's really a smart guy. He really is. And he's got really good timing he's a he's a funny funny guy
2: i'm actually surprised he's um he's still hanging in the broadcasting game like or the you know the the media game like uh he's uh he doesn't seem to enjoy it all the time you know but he's i i I think i think you could
1: put old just about anywhere yeah yeah.
2: and sometimes he would just feel like he's you know what i've had
1: enough of whatever i'm doing right now right right and then but he's like I said, he's really good at yeah. what he does. He's right. entertaining, he's smart, he he loves the game. He just doesn't love the hours sometimes, yeah. I think. You know, None of us do.
0: No. But
1: but he just tells you when he doesn't.
2: You know, he uh, he would – Don Cherry has to be replaced at some point. And, and obviously that's a Sportsnet thing, but that would be a really good segment for O-Dog. It really would be. You know, I, I think he's got the, the personality, he's funny, he's entertaining. To do some sort of pundit like that, you know? So
1: um, I don't know. I don't know if anybody really wants to be the guy to follow Cherry.
2: Well, yeah, no, that's a good point. You're right.
1: Yep. You know because the the segment will be different.
2: Yep. Yeah. Do you know, you
1: know like whatever it is?
2: You know Don at all? I just met him a few times. Yeah, nothing. Never crossed paths too much, right? Obviously. Yeah. Uh, did he like you as a player, or did he ever make bag on you
1: oh no he ripped me one time in the playoffs. Oh, and, he did oh. uh, yeah for because i ran into patrick Waugh and he said oh look at this little ferrara guy with the visor and <laughs> oh geez a visor you know right. yeah, yeah and i remember saying something to the effect of know, i mean you got to remember this is 1993 right. Yep, you know so it was 20 years ago 25 years ago and i i said something to the effect of Look, when he plays his second NHL game, I'll worry about it. In the meantime, you know,
2: <laughs> you really dropped yeah. that on him. That was a good one. That you was know, a but good it, one. It was
1: like it. But I'm like, you know, at the time you Now I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. at the time I was mad,
2: right? Yeah. It's funny that the the media runs to players to hear. Did you hear about what Don Cherry said? Like, you know, I find that weird. You know, I find that. Yeah. Weird.
1: I. I mean, I don't know why anybody would care. Right. Like if you're right, playing. Right. Well, I, you know, like it's just—it's a media guy saying something about you. Yes, it's Don Cherry, but yeah, yeah. yeah it's just like social media. Why would you care? Just well, don't listen to it. Well, just kind of, worry about what you got.
2: It's kind of like listen you to. and the Ryan Miller thing from a few years ago. Like people are like, did you hear Ryan? Did you hear what Ray Ferraro said about you? It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, who cares? Yeah. yeah, that that
1: that turned out to be rather <laughs> rather messy for a
2: while. Yeah, uh, this is a good question. Although I think I know the answer from Leanne. A question for Ray Ferraro. Does Ray's broadcast style change when you are sharing the box between the bench with another broadcaster? No. Not at all. The only thing, no. that,
1: the only thing that changes is you don't have as much room. But I don't care. Like, his, I don't care if he hears me or doesn't yep. hear me. or You know, like, I, I, I don't. There's nothing more uncomfortable when you're talking about a player who's sitting right beside you. Yeah. And I still don't change. Because I don't think that's right. I think I, you know, I try to do my level best no matter what the circumstance is. And if you're going to kind of cushion a few things because other people are around, I, I don't know. I, it, it sounds too manipulated to me.
2: From uh, Joachim Norberg, uh, Ray, what can a 35-year-old Kovalchek bring to the Rangers team if he ends up there?
1: Well, Colby's a shooter. Um, always has been. Always will be. Loves to win. Um, I think he's a, a misunderstood guy. Um, but the pace of the game is going to be a lot quicker than what he's playing in Europe. Um, he'll he'll score some. He's not going to get 40, but um, you know, I don't, what can he bring? I mean, yeah. he's, he's a finisher. Colby, you know, Colby's a finisher, and he'll and he'll finish plays. He'll. He'll make plays. I think he passes the puck more than he used to um, because he can't get to the spot that he always used to get to to shoot it. But I don't, you know, I don't see a forty-goal guy for sure.
2: Um, Mike DeCob says, "Can Joffrey Lupul realistically make a comeback in the NHL next season? If not, he should go straight into TV work. Seems like a natural fit." Uh, Lupel gave an interview. I don't know if you read this maybe a month ago, three weeks ago, and said. He was working on coming back, um you know, but you didn't know if he would for sure, but it was it was in his mind
1: so um yeah i, I don't i mean that's way too long away yeah to you know pace of the game was not a strength of his anyway, and um I can't imagine it's gotten quicker as time's gone on i yeah. I don't see it being a viable option
2: I will never understand that whole situation. I guess it boiled down to is he didn't want to play. Otherwise, he could have seemed to me forced the issue, and it must have just boiled down to he did not want to play. That was the bottom line. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. I, it, yep. it was such an, a goofy thing. And then
1: you're like, oh, I don't, I don't really know exactly what happened.
2: Yeah, I know yeah, exactly. Uh, Kyle, a few more questions before we wrap it up. Kyle Waters, uh, lots of players talk about the playoffs being a whole new season. Ray, did you have anything you did to reset mentally for playoffs or did you change uh your routines your from day to day from regular season to playoffs for yourself?
1: No, I tried to keep everything the same. Like I yeah. I really did. I I just felt that um you know, you're in your routine and you're you don't want to think about too much. You just want right. to go play. You know, and so you know, you don't I didn't prep more. I didn't prep less. I didn't I just, you know, I did the things I needed to do to be ready, and then you hope it's enough.
2: Right, right. Uh, you've talked a few times about the, the run in 93 you did where you were playing every other day, and for a guy, you said you just loved it. You know what I mean? Like it was, you got oh. into this thing where you didn't think about things. It just was game rest, game rest, you know, and it was perfect. You you'd said that before. Yeah, yeah,
1: you go to the rink, you play, you eat. After you play, you know, you eat, you go to bed, you get up the next day, you rest, get some treatment you know, maybe watch a movie or something. then the day after you play again,
2: yeah, and that's, that's it. It was,
1: I loved it. Uh, playoffs are the best.
2: Uh, last question. Bronson Goodfellow said, uh, Ray, what is your ideal seating format for the playoffs? Also, how much do players care about winning the president's trophy? So first question, what is your ideal seating for the playoffs? Uh, I, I like the one and eight, two and
1: two and seven, yeah. three and six, four and five. Yep. Um, I think that's the most fair, um, I just – I think there's too many variables the other way around. Like the way that they're doing it now, there's just yeah. too many variables. You can – you know, like look at Nashville and Winnipeg are going to play in the second round. Yep. Now, they might not ever play the other way. Yeah, or Boston and Tampa. They might not ever play the other way. But I would prefer to take that chance that they might meet when the, – as there's less teams – yeah. If you've got a heavyweight matchup, that really carries a lot of weight.
2: Yeah, when they went to this divisional playoff system, the NHL said they were doing it to foster rivalries because you would play each other eight times or seven times in a regular season and then match up in the playoffs. But my comeback to that is you, you, how you get rivalries in, in the playoffs is because you play each other a few times a year in the playoffs, in the playoffs, not in a regular season. It doesn't matter. You can play somebody 100 times in the
1: regular season until you get into yeah. a playoff series. Yeah. It's... It's not the same.
2: How about in the old days when they went one and sixteen, like the Habs, just lining up against somebody? You know. Uh, well, uh,
1: the the problem with that they found, of course, was you know it could be Montreal and Los Angeles in the first round.
2: Yep, yep.
1: And you're traveling back and forth like that. That's just craziness.
2: A uh, second part of the question: How much do players care about winning the President's Trophy? Nah, no, they don't. They don't. I mean,
1: it's nice to win. Yeah you know you're not really thinking oh i hope we win the president's trophy what you are thinking is that we want to win as many games as we can so we can get as good a seed as we can and finish as high as we can and oh there's the president's trophy and you get a little bit of a bonus yep. but it's not a it's not a goal oriented thing
2: right right all right ray well thanks for the time appreciate it thanks to everybody for listening it's been another exciting episode of paul pocky show with ray ferraro we'll be back next week to uh, Maybe talk about how the Leafs have come back from three to one. Maybe force sure. the game seven, depending on when we do it. Maybe they win game seven.
1: Well, it's let's see. So it's what
2: Thursday. So it's
1: Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah. Heck, we could be just. They could be on the night before your game seven. You oh. wouldn't even be able to speak.
2: I wouldn't be able to do it. No way. Um, ah, we'll uh, we'll have most of our lineups by then. I'm sure the next show next week, and you can you can break these second round down for us. Uh, and you're going to do caps, jackets on Saturday, and then are you picking that series for the rest of the way? I guess I forgot to ask you that. I,
1: I, as far as I know. Yeah. I don't know. Could change. Could change three <laughs> times. So, um, I'm doing game five. That's How about if I can give you that?
2: Yeah, for sure. Alright, fantastic. Well, Ray, uh, thanks for the time tonight. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for sending your questions in. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you for the downloads. And uh, most of all, thanks to you, Ray.
1: Okay, thanks for everybody listening, and thanks for the questions. That It's always fun to get them. And uh, have a good week. We'll talk to you uh, Uh, in the middle of next week.